0: Our summaries this week contain two cases on criminal law, both from the Arkansas Court of Appeals. In Smith v. State 2023 App. 188, the Arkansas Court of Appeals considered the question of whether a criminal case's restitution order may exceed the monetary level of the criminal offense, and it answered in the affirmative. Defendant pled guilty to theft of property valued between $5,000 and $25,000, and the trial court ordered restitution of $100,968. In affirming, Judge Gladwin explained, quote, "...we hold that restitution in excess of the value of stolen property charged is specifically allowed under Arkansas law. A criminal defendant who is found guilty or pleads guilty to an offense may be ordered to pay restitution for any actual economic loss caused to a victim by the offense." Archicode N, Section 54205A1 and B1. The goal of restitution is to make the victim whole and accurately reflect the amount of economic loss the victim suffered. Smith incorrectly argues that when one is convicted of theft of property valued between $5,000 and $25,000, the actual economic loss caused by the offense, as a matter of law, can never be more than $25,000. While the relevant statute does not define economic loss, Arkansas courts and the Arkansas General Assembly have provided guidance on what constitutes economic loss for purposes of restitution. It includes, but is not limited to, the cost of repair or replacement of stolen or damaged property, lost profits and wages, medical expenses, funeral expenses, counseling expenses, and other remedial measures caused by the criminal conduct, See ARC Code and Section 927-303-51B. End of quote. Here, the business owner testified he paid more than $100,000 to make up for the thefts. End of decision. In Minor Child v. State 2023, ARC App. 184, the Arkansas Court of Appeals, in affirming an adjudication of a juvenile for second-degree sexual assault, ruled the petition below was sufficient and the trial court did not err in requiring defendant to pay restitution, drug screening costs, and provide health insurance information. Judge Verdon explained, Appellate Minor Child, or MC1, appeals from the Benton County Circuit Court's order adjudicating him delinquent for committing second-degree sexual assault, among other things, The circuit court placed MC1 on probation for a period of up to two years and ordered him to pay fees, costs, and restitution totaling $685. MC1 argues that the delinquency petition failed to confer subject matter jurisdiction on the circuit court because it failed to allege an action by him that violated the criminal code. MC1 also argues that he received an illegal sentence in that the circuit court imposed multiple dispositions when only one is permitted. Alternatively, MC1 asserts that three of the dispositions chosen were improper and unauthorized. We affirm. Sufficiency of Adjudication Petition The delinquency petition is the charging instrument in a juvenile proceeding. Art Code and Section 927-310A. In delinquency proceedings, the petition must set forth any and all sections of the criminal laws allegedly violated. Art Code and Section Nine Twenty Seven, Three Eleven E One D. The Supreme Court has held that an information in an adult criminal proceeding is sufficient if it names the defendant, the offense charged, the statute under which the charge was made, and the court and county where the alleged offense was committed and if it sets forth the principal language of the statute and the asserted facts constituting the offense. MC1 argues that the circuit court did not obtain subject matter jurisdiction over the juvenile proceedings because the adjudication petition did not allege that he committed an act prohibited by a criminal statute. He says that at no point from the affidavit of probable cause to the delinquency petition to the trial... Were facts alleged or shown that MC1's actions violated Art Code and Section 514 125A5. According to MC1, the alleged act of maneuvering MC2's hand is not criminalized under the statute. MC1 argues that there was no allegation that he touched MC2's sex organs, buttocks, anus, or breast. Moreover, he states that the alleged grabbing of a hand is not a necessary part of the touching of those prohibited areas on MC2's body. Although we find MC1's argument novel and interesting, we hold that the delinquency petition was sufficient to put MC1 on notice of what he must defend against at trial. Multiple Dispositions MC1 argues that the Circuit Court could enter only one disposition under Art Code and Section 927-330. Section 927-330A provides that, if a juvenile is found to be delinquent, the Circuit Court may enter an order making any of the following dispositions, taking into consideration the best interest of the juvenile. The alternatives are listed 1 through 15, and there is an or between 14 and 15. According to MC1, the title and language of the statute indicate that the legislature intended to provide disjunctive alternatives. Here, to the extent that MC1's statutory interpretation argument is preserved, it would have been easy enough for the legislature to have inserted the word one between any and of in the statute if it had intended for the circuit court to impose only one disposition. The plain language of the statute indicates that the circuit court could sentence MC1 to multiple dispositions. Drug Screening Fee MC1 argues that there is no provision in Section 927-330A for the circuit court to have ordered a drug screening fee. While there is no such specific provision, Section 927-330A4A provides that the circuit court may place the juvenile on probation under those conditions and limitations that the court may prescribe pursuant to Section 927-339A. Once the circuit court ordered that MC1's probation be conditioned on being subject to drug testing at the request of the probation officer, which is a common condition of adult probation, it was reasonable for the circuit court to require MC1 to pay a fee in connection with such drug screening. Restitution to the County in lieu of a Fine MC1 contends that the Circuit Court was not authorized to order the payment of restitution to Benton County. Section 927-330-A-7-A provides that the Circuit Court may order that restitution be paid by the juvenile or a parent. If the juvenile is placed on probation, any restitution ordered may be a condition of the probation. Art Code and Section 927-330-D-2. Referring to restitution, Subsection F of Section 927-330 provides that a money judgment for restitution may be in favor of the state, the victim, or any other appropriate beneficiary. MC1 has not explained why Benton County is not an appropriate beneficiary under the statute. Health Insurance Information MC1 was not committed or detained, as described in Art Code and Section 927-330A14. However, his mother had already been instructed in the arraignment order to provide all necessary documents to the probation office, specifically his health insurance card if requested. This was a reasonable condition of probation should MC1 need to be committed or detained. End of quote. End of decision.